0: Okay, hello everyone, my name is Paulo, and today I'm joined with
1: Nathan Gomez, hey!
0: Welcome to uh, The Journey. In this episode we will talk a little bit about uh, self-development and just give our, I guess, points of views on the road of self-development, how the road has been for Nathan, how -hmm. it's been for me, and yeah, just have an open conversation about it.
1: Yeah, exactly, like how, what we went through in our lives, what shaped us into... The people that we're nowadays, yep. and also what we find important techniques and methods that, first of all, brought us here, and also that we consider to develop us uh, further into the future. Yes, exactly, exactly. But um, before we dive into that, I have um, two comments here that I wrote down that I want would like to ask you or. You, Paulo, or just mention what my opinion was there. With I find I didn't either didn't uh, clarify my position too well, or would like to talk a little bit more about. And the first point was um, last week we were talking a little bit about um, you know the future, or more specifically in this situation was about how we in our culture nowadays consider some people more valuable or more important than the others. And you, Paulus, said there, the reason why so many of us think that some lives are more important than others is because of American movies. I would, I think this is true in part. They, many of the American movies that we watch nowadays and shows, TV shows and everything that influences us does draw a very um, a perfectionistic picture that we compare ourselves with and uh, we compare us or others to that and then we see oh yeah this person doesn't look like this perfect picture that I saw in the magazine so this person is not perfect and everything but uh, it is true what you said Um, Well, but if that was true, if if that was... um, If those movies and these TV shows were what makes us have these beliefs nowadays, this would mean that before this, let's say, American influence was there, there would be no such thing as prejudice or um, racism and all of those things. That this would be a new phenomenon. But... Actually, it's rather, not necessarily the other way around, it rather is that it seems to be something that is much more fundamental to human nature and not something, maybe American movies and TV shows and everything and okay by, t- like by, influences. Okay, and, I guess by American mm-hmm. movies and things like that, I yeah. just
0: mean our upbringing, yeah. the things that are being mm-hmm. subconsciously taught to us since we were little. So, you so, might, so, like your your culture, your society, if you live in a very patriotic society, like America or anything like that, and your government is always talking about uh, not necessarily giving so much influence or matter to other people's life, it's very hard to create a connection with those things. So, before we had slavery, back in the day when we weren't necessarily, say, smart, so we just <laughs> saw, uh, you know, black people as not as animals, essentially, mm-hmm. but... That doesn't necessarily mean that maybe a children, when it's like there, there's a movie, what is it called? The the boy in the white white straps or something like that, yeah, yeah, right? The, the boy in the striped pyjama. Exactly. So as children, our natural tendency is to really love and connect. That's we don't we don't necessarily have those prejudices given to us because it, mm-hmm. a ch- a child is just a blank piece of paper. It doesn't mm-hmm. know anything. Yeah. So a child by nature is another human and just wants interacting because it's curious Mm -hmm. but if we're we're little we're taught somehow that our lives are more valuable than other people's it's very hard to connect with them because some part of us thinks that's true and we never get to question that part of us so it might necessarily be the movies it might not necessarily be things like that that was Mm -hmm. just an example yeah but i mean it's it's your upbringing it's your society it's how the people around you view others that has an influence on how you view others as well. And some people break that tendency. Some people are able to say, okay, you know what? I see this as wrong. This is not wrong. But that mm-hmm. requires a, a lot of courage. Just like, for example, uh, the black or a black girl bringing a, a white dude into the family. Like, mm-hmm. even even black people have those type of uh, social, like, mm-hmm. not, kind of like social raci- racism. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, you would bring the yeah. white dude because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of seemed like, well, I would expect you to bring the black guy because that's what it's kind of expected, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. It goes it goes the same for whites and it goes the same for blacks. Yeah. So if our society and our bringing doesn't value the lives of others mm-hmm. and we never actually get to contact those people or understand what they're going through and all we listen is to the media and just essentially the people that want to benefit, mm-hmm then we're never going to be able to create that empathetic connection. Mm-hmm. So that was just an example. Maybe I should have elaborated a little bit more because mm-hmm. it goes either way. Yeah. Doesn't matter what race you are, it's, it's about understanding how the people around you view other people and make an own judgment of do I consider this right or wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And there I agree with you again that, you know, this perspective, like to be honest, uh, let's say let's start like this. I find it a good thing that we educate our kids because if we wouldn't if we wouldn't teach our kid um you know the stranger out there could be harmful. well, if the kid just goes out, then there's a kidnapper and takes yeah. the kid. like there is a lot of danger that we prevent by keeping our giving our kid a certain kind of image. Yeah. However, it is an important part of becoming mature of becoming an adult to learn that rules that you learned as a kid were set up they yeah. are not fixed no and at the same and, but at the same time I find it very important that we teach yeah, our mean, kids to rules protect your children of we, course yeah.
0: yes but I think it's like you said mm-hmm. like it has to come to a point where you you as an adult, Mm-hmm. you have to understand that you can now protect your own self and that the image i would say 98 percent of the people mm-hmm. they're not out there to harm you there might be a part of you that is afraid because every any time you saw this type of person as a kid there you would be like okay stay away from that mm-hmm. but you don't know that person you simply don't And even your parents are making stereotypes of that person of course it's good to protect your children but it's also, as an adult, it's also good to be able to talk to those those people. Like, for example, mm-hmm. you see the people with the big tattoos and everything. Subconsciously, you might be scared shitless because you might consider that they do some harm. And some of those dudes with the big tattoos, big fat guys, they're actually one of the most loving people ever. <laughs> but we don't never get to know those people because
1: subconsciously we're completely afraid. And because a big part of people who do things like this actually went through a lot of very negative things and you're can never be sure that yes. this person is someone who dealt with it in a good way. Yeah, And, I mean, you need a certain kind of maturity to know, like, maybe even this person will seem pretty loving, but internally has still a lot of broken and destroyed things. You need a certain kind of maturity to be able to deal with that. Yes, And so in that sense, I think it's like, probably a lot of American movies, TV shows, and just our surrounding in general, it, it not improves, but uh, magnifies yep. fears and prejudices. But um, overall, a mature person is supposed to learn, and I think always learned as well, yep. that certain prejud- or. Things, things that you things learn are not, as a like, is, like, yeah.
0: Things are not necessarily completely how they seem all the no. time. Of course, there's sometimes where the stereotype might be true, mm-hmm. but I mean,
1: how do you not know? I mean, stereotypes, they apply general. They yeah. don't apply to the individual. No, but mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. I, I still think it's kind of a lot of your surroundings. And mm-hmm. I don't know, for me, at least, like this idea of being patriotic, Mm. Like, kind of bugs me a lot to be honest because I I I a part of my mind just can't seem to wrap around it might be because I've never really had that sense of patriotism and I moved so much when I was little mm. so for me ever since I was little I always got to meet different type of people so I was always around people from different cultures and I understood that as human beings we're basically the same so we all want the same but We separate ourselves. So that idea like bugs me, Mm -hmm. bugs me a lot because somehow, even though right now at the time of the age we are, our world is very safe. Like we don't need war. We don't need those things. We have all the technologies. We can be abundant. We have everything to become abundant. Yet we have so much fear that we're going to be attacked or just betrayed by others. And I think it's just this like, this politician's like big money that is just being involved and it's, it's turned into what's real and what's Mm -hmm. important for us as a human race into just a big business. The world has become into a business and life is not a business. Life is not meant to be a business. Life is something that you're meant to experience. Mm. So we have to, in a sense, understand others, help others and let go of those indoctrinated beliefs that are given to us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, Go out there, travel, meet. You know, yeah. if you have a prejudice about, against someone, go to the country, get to know the people there. Mm-hmm. If they're the same as as you as you were being taught before, okay, well, you consider them to be the same, go away. <laughs> but you might be able to learn something, and it is not until you go and you actually talk to them that you will learn.
1: But at the same time, it's, I mean, people like cultures is not something invented. Cultures is something quite real. People, in a with a different language, yeah. they don't think in the same way as you do. They don't consider the same thing logic or self evident as you do. Yeah. And I think, I mean,
0: but that, part, I don't think that yeah. takes away the fact that we can still just communicate, respect each other, and yes. live in harmony and learn from one another. That's the main
1: point. Mm. This thing with living in harmony again for other people in other countries living in harmony is a very different thing than what you might consider to live in harmony with one another i I think this is the premise
0: of living in harmony is Mm -hmm. pretty standard it's respecting forming a community Mm -hmm. laughing creating friendships yeah living in harmony not fighting that's
1: harmony oh but now, now for instance you said laughing with one another This can mean very different things in a lot of different cultures. And then someone might consider living in harmony that you share all of your food. Like if someone invites you, whatever, everything that I have at home belongs to you as well and you're able to use. So, for instance, if you... uh, I've heard, for instance, in the Middle East, if you make someone a compliment... Whatever you have a nice watch, he will think, oh, you want to have my watch and he will give it to you. Or probably not give it to you, but maybe be offended or something. Like, it is still, like, it's not that easy no. to just say, you know, yeah, I respect everyone and it will be fine. It's But if you understand their
0: culture, if you understand their culture, and for example, you say, you have a nice watch and they try to give it to you, And you're like, oh, hey, no, no. In my culture, we just compliment you by that. Mm -hmm. I respect your culture. Thank you. You respect my culture. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Don't need to overcomplicate anything. That's the thing. As long as you understand where that person is coming from Mm -hmm. and that person understands where you're coming from, yeah. You can respect one another. If you invite them to your house, you mm-hmm. treat them as a guest as you would invite them in your culture. Yeah. If they invite you to your house and it is courteous for them to give you food or things like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and it is disrespectful for you not to accept it, you man the fuck up. You say, okay, I'm going to accept it. Mm-hmm. And you accept it. Harmony.
2: Yeah,
0: It's that simple. But it's able to understand where the other person is coming from as well. Mm-hmm. Not just saying, this is the way that my culture is. Why are you being different? Mm-hmm. Like, No. No, no, hey no, you're no. different this this is cool let's try it and you might not like it and no. i might not want to necessarily commune with people from your own culture mm-hmm. you don't have to commune with everyone from yeah. different paths of
1: life you don't have to do that yeah but and i mean so. I, I agree with you i would consider this to be harmony as well what i meant is that not every culture would see that as harmony it would, it would be, I think, a little bit too. I mean, I think
0: as a human being, yeah. I don't know, like if if you feel respected, there's not, and you don't feel like you're being attacked, mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to attack. Yeah. So as long as you respect, mm-hmm. you can live in harmony. And yeah. as long as there's a mutual understanding, a yeah. the conversation, mm-hmm. then then there can be hammering. The difficult part is having the conversation, yeah. because of barrier of language barriers.
1: And also. Our Western goal of seeking harmony is not something that might be shared by other cultures. Yeah, no.
0: they might just want to be left alone. Yeah, and we should respect that. Mm-hmm. But in our Western world, at least yeah. we could have, uh, I guess, harmony within our Western countries. Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. still have—we don't have that in our Western no. world. Our no. Western world is completely fucked up. I mean, they can even have harmony within a country. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean yeah. it's difficult. I'm not saying harmony is an easy step to to get to. Well, I
1: I'm not entirely sure if anyone ever really figured out how to get no. to that in the first place. But, but yeah. Well, that's that's that far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the second point that I wanted to mention or to speak about Another thing that you said, uh, and I like to comment on, is when you said that it might not matter at all if we have different beliefs. Well, you're right, and I agree that certain details don't matter to me. However, some certain things I firmly believe in, and that's why I consider myself a Christian, and I would not... Um compromise on those fundamental things. So, in that way, I actually I don't really agree that fundamentally it doesn't matter. I would say it's rather the opposite. Superficially, on the surface, it doesn't matter. If I don't have much to do with you, I can say like, okay, well, I have my belief, you have your belief, it's fine, we, we don't need to, to clash. Mm-hmm. However, the closer we get, the more unity, and the more like we have to do with one another, the more we do together, the more we have to also synchronize, we have to align with one another. And I mean, some beliefs allow to stay next to one another, but fundamentally, the deeper you go, the more significant the, like, the closer you get together, the more significant difference will, differences will be. And I believe for us to... So the context of this was if we want to look into the future to form a society of unity and world peace and everything. And I said, I believe that we need a common belief and a common faith for that. And you said it might not matter at all what we believe in and what what you also said is you meant what you meant with that is the, the the premises of like how the universe was created and everything but I mean those I wouldn't even call it theories I would more call it stories about how the universe was created sets the basis about how a certain culture or religion sees the world i think so if the culture says like human was created above the animal kingdom it will mean that this culture or this religion will say and will put the values in a certain way that it puts the human values higher than any other but that already
0: exists like we have humanism like no matter Mm -hmm. what any human thinks its life is more Valuable than other people's life. That's what the majority of people believe, at least. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, I don't the the needy, greedy details. Details. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're so important, and I think those details they, they put us in a box, mm-hmm. and we can only see so much because the box has a certain depth and height, and we can mm-hmm. only see that there might be a different possibility, different ways of living life where we can have more of an open mentality mm-hmm. and be able to respect one another and say, "Oh, this person believes that." Oh. I find that curious. I can see some of my aspects. We don't have to agree mm-hmm. in it hundred percent because we can realize that at the end of the day, both of us are clueless. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what, the fact that we're seeking truth, the fact that the mere fact that we're seeking something means that we don't know it. Mm-hmm. Means that we don't we don't have we haven't understood it yet. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. So unless you completely understand it, and unless you completely get it. Mm -hmm. You have to respect the opinions of completely everyone else because they're going through the same thing. And once you understand it, once you get it, if it worked for you and it Mm -hmm. doesn't work for another person, you have to be able to stay in your ground and say, this is what I believe. But that wouldn't take it away from other beliefs because we see life through different lenses. Mm -hmm. We all experience different things. So our basic understanding comes from different experiences. So we can't say, well, this person's, For example, in Eastern philosophy, they talk about the the chi, the prana, this energy primordial force. And then you have the Westerns, like just different views of religion. And they might be talking about the same thing. But just because of how people were raised, because of everything that has shaped them, it's a different interpretation. And language is limited. We have to understand that language is completely limited. So if you understand the truth within yourself, and I think any enlightened person like like a real guru wouldn't be fighting against other guru. He would understand that I got it. That other person, he might get his truth. He might get his wisdom in another way. And that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. Because I believe once you understand yourself, you're completely fine with everyone trying to be lost or understanding in their own way. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we're all trying to do. But we can still live in, in a place where we encourage the seeking of truth in our own way where we're able to have open conversations, love each other, and respect each other. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what, no matter what your beliefs is, you want to be respected. You want to be appreciated. Mm -hmm. That's all. And if you can give someone appreciation, if you can say, hey, I respect your view, I I nurture you, Mm -hmm. however you want to discover yourself, whatever path you go through, I'll be there and I'll support
1: you, they'll do the same. So, Well, uh, and that, that assumes, again, that whatever path the other person is on will see appreciation and peace with the other people as the highest goal as well.
0: Well, I mean, I think if you're in appreciation and in peace with yourself, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no reason to not be in peace with others. I think at the world just for me in my point of opinion, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. re- it's a reflective mirror.
1: Exactly. And in our opinion, that is very true. I agree with that. And it's but the same thing it... with
0: eastern eastern philosophers to talk about the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that is shared mutually. You might be able to interpret it differently. Or it might not necessarily entrance the thought enough. Mm-hmm. But it's a fundamental thought. And it's many things that all the philosophers come to this conclusion. As a human being, no matter where you come from, if you fundamentally look inside, you're going to, to get to a, a, a level of understanding that might be, that is essentially shared throughout all, throughout all human race. Yeah. The interpretation might be different. That's the thing. The interpretation might be different and might be seen different by other people. Yeah. But I think the core Mm -hmm. is the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, what belief and religion helps you is to get the same interpretation. Is to say, this is our common goal. Yes. And this is what I meant as well. We have to have a common goal. We have to have a common And that's why I said religion, because I see this formulation of, like, core values. This is what constitutes a belief or a religion. And this is what I think we need to have a unity in, to form a unity in the future. Of course we do. But um,
0: to be honest with you, with Mm -hmm. the current religions and just scripts that are given to us, Mm -hmm. I don't believe that's possible. Because I think, I don't know. The way that I, I view just Jesus or Buddha or anyone like that mm-hmm. is from my life experience, mm-hmm. I know that the human being is, is greedy. Mm-hmm. Tries to, to mold things into into its own. Yeah. History can be altered. Mm-hmm. So, And this is one of the things that I struggle the most with the Bible is that you can have great wisdom. You can give great wisdom mm-hmm. to people where you can say like, oh, hey, I can believe this, I can follow this. Mm-hmm. But you might also be able to twist it just a little bit yeah. Yeah. to create some separation. And then it's that little twist of separation mm-hmm. or a misinterpretation that happens along the way
2: mm-hmm. that
0: creates the confusion. Yeah. So where did Buddha, for example, reaches knowledge, or Gandhi, or anyone that we consider great? Within. It looked within. So unless we're able to look within openly, and understand ourselves, and be in peace with ourselves, we cannot be in peace with others. So, of course, it's important to look at these masters, because it's a motivational and it's like, they went through mm-hmm. a lot of things. It was difficult. It's any, any type of spiritual journey is going to be difficult, but you still have to be able to go with it, and be like, okay, mm-hmm. and question and understand, because it's going to be confusing as hell. Mm-hmm. But I believe once you reach that level of inner peace, within yourself and you're like this is me raw i accept myself you will accept others because you will understand the suffering that you had to go through to understand that and you will have the compassion to actually allow others to go through that same journey so yeah that's just kind of like where i see it and of course we need to have a definite goal but for me the definite goal of humanity. Should be for us to help each other understand the truth, mm-hmm. live in harmony, and not fight, commune, create. Because that's what we're good at. We're good at creating things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't think the way that we've, like, just we kept going with our technologies and just type of religions. We've, we've caused a lot of conflict. Yeah. We've caused a lot of harm to our nature, and we've been very squared. So if we want to change, we have to be able to think differently. And that's the most difficult thing about the human mind is to be able to change because change is uncomfortable. You do not like change. (laughs) We do not like it. No. So, Mm -hmm. and that's, I guess this is where we can start heading more into the Mm self-development. Like this is like the whole premise of the talk is really about self-development. And I think for me, self-development is being able to openly see what behaviors or habits that Mm -hmm. you're doing have been detrimental Mm -hmm. and be able to understand them like, deeply Mm -hmm. go back to the experience that actually caused that habit of defense or whatever type of mechanism that you created to cope with a pain that happened in your life Mm -hmm. go with it heal it now as an adult and being able to understand that you are now strong you can Mm -hmm. create that part because you have that inner child and there's that inner child that is that is suffering you know and we have to be able to go back into it and the road of self-development is very difficult Mm -hmm. because it's learning about yourself every single day what you like what you don't like what you hate what you love everything Mm -hmm. that's difficult so
1: yeah and so it was a lot that you said and a few points that i'm trying to keep in my mind what i would like to say to that and let's maybe start with the last one this inner child yes there is a part in ourselves that has feelings that has things that want to be expressed and it is very important that we get to know what is it that I like to do, what is it that how how, how do I work, how do yeah. I function but it's also very important to know that we cannot just let it out we have to be I mean, and this is what I see as growing up and Becoming a more uh, like developed person that is to know how to restrain yourself, to know when can I show my feelings, and when is it inappropriate? When will I? When will it be disturbing for others? When will it actually be weird for others? A to a balance find exactly, a balance, yes. find a balance, and so what. I find very important is that we know in which environment we can allow our feelings and that we also all have this kind of environment and there is where I find it what I find um, it very sad that our family structures nowadays is getting more and more destroyed and the parents have to actually nowadays both parents have to go to work it's not even that um, women really still get the choice of just being a mother at home no women actually have to work nowadays to feed and sustain the family and so more and more this environment that we have or that you could have at home i'm not saying that it always worked like it doesn't even have to be at home really well like the the family is the most intimate environment that you have i'm not just saying in the house but like the environment that a family creates Mm -hmm. is a very intimate one and one where you were at least ideally where you trust one another and where you can be 100% open to Mm -hmm. one another. Because whenever you step out of the door, whenever you step out of this environment, there will be strangers. There will be people that you didn't live your entire life together with. And so you cannot be as open as you could be with people that you trust. And so it is very important that we learn also the distinction, not only to get to know ourselves, to get to know this is how I function, but also where is it? And also that we learn how to create the environment to um, express ourselves. And
0: that's something that I was about to say, Mm because, I mean, at least for something that, that has happened in my life lately is that I've been really trying to be able to be more open with my friends more complete open of just how I feel and creating a trusting environment where I can speak and they can speak mm-hmm. to me because like you said yeah the family environment is very is very good it's very important mm-hmm. and I think the most important thing to take from my family is that no matter like Having that environment can be deeply healing and deeply helpful. But we can also, like, we have to, in a a sense, think that we can also have those environments with other people as well. We can create those friendships. We can have friendships where we can be completely open. Like, of course, that friendship is not going to develop at the beginning. Like, you're just going to be completely open to someone. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's people that you might connect to more easily and that you may be able to open up easier, but I think once you trust a person enough, you also have to be able to trust them. Like, you might say, like, okay, I, I, I trust them, but there's a difference between, okay, I trust them and showing the trust. Showing how you really feel. You know, like, hey, I'm here. And create those healing environments. And that's something that I've been trying to come up with more with my friends of. This is how I feel. How do you feel? And just putting myself out there. Because mm-hmm. I think it's important to do that as well. because. And I mean, many of us at least university, we're far away from home. Mm-hmm. We, you know, you move away and moving away is not easy. We went away from your house, from your family, from your friends. It's something that is very complicated. Mm. So since we feel alone, we develop defense mechanisms not to show, maybe not to show parts of us that maybe weren't appreciated before or just insecurities. You know, we all have our, we all have our stuff. So, but once you have friends and you had a friendship for quite a bit, I think it's also important to maybe to release the blocks and the kind of like, okay, maybe I can talk to this person. I can be open mm-hmm. and just allow, yeah, create this environment because they're necessary, I think. And I think people want to conversate. People want to share their emotions. And I see it a lot with my friends, very restricted emotions. Mm-hmm. You might not necessarily know how they feel and then they talk to you and you're like, wow, is this really how you feel? I didn't even know this, you felt this way. Yeah. So, but it's important to also have the courage to say this is how I feel mm-hmm. uh, this is the type of relationship that I want to have because I think I've come to a place in my life where I was away from home I had a, a lot of friends they, I, I trust them, they love me but I never really showed so now it's like okay we're friends, we trust each other why don't we create that environment of trust mm-hmm. it's kind of like we separate ourselves because we know we want to talk with one another but it's very difficult to talk with one another. So we kind of just push it away. Yeah. Right. So.
1: And I mean, ultimately, friends are not the same as family. And so friends, in some way they are, because they are people that you... I mean, And you're like the family you choose, in a sense. It's, yeah, yeah. It's the family you choose. But at the same time, they will not be... As much around as uh, a family. Like friends. Especially friends that we meet here. I don't know if I will still have anything to do after I graduate. Or they graduate. I don't know if we will still be in touch in a year from now. I don't know. So things like friends change. And so. Okay. I see myself or I am preparing myself to one day be able to be a father for a family Mm. and this is a set goal that I have and I want to um, and I see I I want the partner that I have one day to be a woman that I can fully trust a a person that where I can say this is basically my best friend because this will be then again the best environment for for the kids
0: it should be the foundation of any relationship
1: it's trust well yes
0: someone that you feel comfortable with being yourself
1: yes but i don't think that it is something necessarily healthy if you know that the relationship might not last to be 100% open to someone because you can never know if that person like in, in a sense you like to trust anyone is a very naive thing i would say so to i so not not to trust anyone like to trust everyone that is around you is a very naive thing like it is very important to select the people that you trust and also to i mean at some point you have to do the step of faith and just say okay I decide I can trust this person and I will open up. But... So, I think it is important that we open up more to our friends nowadays. I absolutely agree with you that in our society, especially here in Central Europe, we are very close and very... um, distant to one another. So talking and being more open to one another is very important. On the other hand, um i i i myself as central european as german feel very uncomfortable with the thought of just going out and just just like that trusting someone that i haven't known for more than a month or something because yep. like you
0: cannot just i mean i don't think it's like maybe yeah. not Trust them in the sense that you're going to tell them every single little mm-hmm. bit of your life details. Yeah. No, you don't have to tell them the experiences that shaped you into becoming the person that you are. Mm-hmm. But I think, and it's something that a friend told me, was uh, sometimes it's very hard to know you because you don't necessarily. Uh, maybe throughout my friends, I express my emotions more, but maybe with strangers, I don't express it so much. I'm a, I'm, I'm a very expressive person I feel deeply mm. I'm very emotional man I cry oh. a lot and I'm, I'm, I, have a, I have a very strong feminine energy within myself mm-hmm. females they're able to express their emotions and see it through them, like for example when a woman crying oh it's just, that's just a woman crying if a man cries or is like having a mental breakdown and just like feeling super sad it's like oh wow is that guy okay for a girl it's like oh it's just a girl mm-hmm. but for me I grew up with my mother so I'm always very expressive I'm very emotional and it's sometimes very difficult to express those emotions because it's not necessarily seen as something strong in our society oh. or whatever. And then I got to this point where I was like, well, you know, I'm very expressive. I would consider myself to have a very feminine energy. Mm-hmm. I like to act. I like to joke around. It's like my, my true self. But I suppress that with my environment a lot. It doesn't know in the place, right? Mm-hmm. But there's places where I am allowed to to be that part of me. Yeah. But I still don't do it. Yeah. Right? So, she told me like, okay, how do you expect someone to truly love you mm-hmm. if you don't show them who you truly are?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, at the end of the day, that's where it comes down to. Of, mm-hmm. do I love myself enough to say, this is me, put myself out there and wait for the right people to come into my life? Because that's the leap of faith that you have to take. Mm-hmm. You have to appreciate yourself enough to be able to say, this is me wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you all the life details of my life. I don't have to tell you all that. But I can show what I like. I can show my love. I can show my expression. I can show my emotions. Mm-hmm. That you can do. You don't have to tell them everything of this is what I do. No, not that.
1: Well, you can do it if that is your personality. If that is who or how you feel like you want to express it. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I think it's an expression at the end of the day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like your uniqueness there's there is something fundamental to it like
1: every single yeah. one of us has something unique and well if, if I would say if you have the environment like let's say at home or when you hang out with your friends where you can be open you will not have the need to act like this when you're on the street
0: I mean just when when you meet people in general like mm-hmm. just showing yourself yeah like this is me like I, I think that's that's something that we fundamentally need to do because mm-hmm. how like if you get to know a person and they're like they're given this fake smile or this this fake persona
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you're like oh i like this person you know they they seem genuine whatever you know, maybe trust them a little bit <laughs> then you get to really know them mm-hmm. and that's not the way they are maybe sad maybe just have a lot of attitudes that they don't necessarily show, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well where do they come from? So but what if they were actually genuine of this is how I am. They yeah. express that. Mm-hmm. And I think through through expressing yourself, mm-hmm. like truly expressing what you want, what you desire, slowly you try you also understand yourself on a more deep level. Mm-hmm. And you're able to balance the different aspects within yourself. But if you never ever express it mm-hmm. and you just suppress it, that's going to create an imbalance. Yeah. So you still, yeah. you have to be able to learn how to balance them, but mm-hmm. you still have to be truthful to yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not saying like, if, if you know, like if, if you're in a funeral or something, you're not going to be like acting all silly, like, oh, this is me, I'm all silly. No, of course not. You have some respect. But yeah. Yeah. if you're in an environment where you can express yourself,
1: yeah, do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Do it. And I think many of us, we still, we're still given the environment. Yeah. And we still don't do it. Mm-hmm. Insecurities.
1: Yeah. And I think this is where, like, a lot of people see us Europeans or Central Europeans as very cold and distant. And that is because we have this, we like order. Yeah. <laughs> we like when things are predictable and when things are, um, well, when, when things are Ordered in a way, and if someone expresses feelings, that is something confusing. That is something that even even if you're used to it, you cannot predict it. It is a very different approach that people have in America, like it's Middle in Mexico, or South yeah. America, or in the warmer countries. Oftentimes, I would say warmer cultures. Yeah. I don't know uh, to just normal human interaction than. People here in the colder countries in central europe have because for us it's very um it's difficult (laughs) well it's it is difficult yes and i mean this is really what a culture is it is that you know how others will behave and that you i mean in a way understand them as well i mean when you are even when you are distant in a certain way but you are used to people around you being distant you will still know okay this is how they will behave and this is how we will go about things if we are if i am in brazil and i know everyone will be open and laughing and talking about stuff they will still not show all of their emotions even though if they are sad they will cry and everything a lot of like in brazil they have a even though they're considered very open, very emotional, everything. They are very artificial. Mm. And, it, and then more in an emotional way, artificial. Here in Europe, we're more artificial in a cold, controlled way yeah. in other countries. And I don't know how it is in Mexico. You're just more used to um, probably show or let out yes. emotions. But it still doesn't necessarily mean that you're more true to yourself. Well, I mean, I, I really think your your think ability that. to feel your emotions,
0: mm-hmm. not suppress them, yeah. it is being truthful to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's at least from my personal views. This is yeah. how I feel openly. Yeah. This is this confuses me. I don't understand well, this. Open about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, but you can articulate it. You don't have to let it out. You can articulate That it. is being that is also being true to yourself. Yeah, if but you're maybe feeling sad. Don't
0: don't articulate it. Mm-hmm. When we feel sad, you don't have to yes. show sad, but you, you someone's talking to you and you're like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm sad. I don't you yeah. don't need to see me cry, mm-hmm. but at least it can tell you, you know yeah. what, I'm not really okay today. I mm-hmm. don't I feel very sad. Yeah. Whatever. And just explain it. I don't mm-hmm. you don't have to cry, but at least let yeah. another person know. And I don't think many of us do that all right Mm -hmm. and i mean for example in mexico when someone asks you and they can kind of Mm -hmm. tell that maybe you haven't been so truthful yeah they share they open they have a laugh you cry Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. you create that bond because i think also to be able to share your emotions with another person you create Mm -hmm. bonds by being honest with other person that's how you create the bonds
1: that is true
0: so you know in mexico we don't necessarily have much money Mm -hmm. and even warmer countries they don't have much money but people are happy they're very mm-hmm. happy. They create a community, they laugh, do all the things. Here in Sweden, people are very rich, yeah. but they might not necessarily be very happy. So I think just because culturally, yeah. we are like, that's just the way things are. Because if you can think of culture, this is the way things are. This is the way people have behaved. Yeah. But I think sometime we have mm-hmm. to come to a point where we're like, okay, are these attitudes really beneficial for us? Mm-hmm. And if they're not culturally beneficial for us, mm-hmm. why are we not changing them? Because culture is something also that can change; it's also that is something yeah. that is evolving. Yeah. If someone comes and has a great impact upon the the culture of the community, the community will will adapt to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's important to also see how the behaviors in a culture are affecting us and whether they're good or not.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: Th- this is very true. Re- like cultures are not equal. I think there are some cultures who are have a lot of benefits, and others who have probably the. Well, what's the opposite of benefit the uh, The problems with it yeah, overweigh I mean, the benefits or yeah uh, deficits, but doesn't really apply in this context but okay. you know what I mean and um they but at the same time, there are really benefits to our European culture here that I don't see in let's say southern American or American cultures. For instance, uh, one of my friends some time ago, he said that he really um, learned to appreciate that German girls are very um, intentional about things. Like, when if they open up, then they are a lot more, like, also committed. They are a lot more honest. Like, they, they don't just, you know, pretend to be happy or emotional about things. They're very controlled. But they know how to like articulate or they're much more intentional about things that they do okay and a certain i mean to like and i think we're kind of on the same page on that because to show your emotions what you also said a few times was to articulate them it is not just so what you're saying is not only about expressing emotions right. uncontrolled but um expressing them in appropriate yes. ways like you don't need to cry every sure. time that you're t- that you're sad you can also just say hey i'm not feeling fine today it is a, a mixture of the two Man and i think, think the it. way how we here in europe oftentimes deal with it and many people who are not used to the culture find it very strange and un- unrelatable is that we more we deal with it more privately we yeah. don't like to share it that much and it works it might not work as well but it works but i think also many well people enough that don't we know how
0: to hmm? I, I feel like many people also don't know how to even express their own emotions well
1: privately. but we, no i think we we have that's how we deal with it I, mean, I, I,
2: I, hmm.
0: I have some friends that are like i feel this way i feel this yeah. way but i don't know how to express it i mm-hmm. can't let it out yeah. so it is important to articulate it, mm-hmm. but it's also important to feel it. Mm-hmm. Whether that be with another person, whether that be in private, mm-hmm. you still have to feel it yeah. and go through it. And allow it to, it's an energy, you know, and you just have to mm-hmm. just let it go. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to let it go. Yeah. So it's not just, okay, maybe you can articulate anything. it with another person mm-hmm. if you don't necessarily feel comfortable enough to cry in front of people yeah. or anything like that. But sometimes, if there's a really hard emotion that you're having, and it really hurts, Yeah, I don't think suppressing it yeah. is the best thing to do.
1: No, no. Because and I think that a lot of people actually, I, I I, don't know if you can see that or not, or if, if I just don't really see it in the way how, you, how you're describing or why I don't see it the way how you're describing it, I see it that a lot of people, they do express their emotions, but in private, in their homes, with their families, and the more the family bondage is destroyed nowadays, the more this place where we used to be able to express our feelings and our intimate emotions, this is getting more and more drawn out by other things in our society that is coming in and destroying it. So, But I think uh, like I have very good friends and when I talk to them or when I meet them, they're not very emotional about things. But I know, or they told me also, and through getting to know them, I know that in their homes, they have good places where they can deal with their emotions, where they can articulate them. Mm-hmm. And probably yeah, but I mean... what were more and more people nowadays, why they are getting more like this is either... Like, we have a lot of people here in Europe that originally are not european that did not grow up with this or whose parents didn't grow up with this culture so there is this that when you come from a warmer country you come here and then you suddenly end up in this community where no one really interacts with you but they also don't know at home how to deal with the things then like yeah then you have a problem because you don't learn from your parents how to deal with it and at the same time the family is more and more under attack. So yeah. even Europeans, who, I mean, th- here in Europe we have a lot of these family meetings, and or we used to have family meetings, feasts, meetings that were where we gathered at home, sat together, ate, whatever, mm. like have community. But you know that's getting more and more lost as well. Right. Like, I mean, even
0: for me, I think, uh, mm-hmm. like with my family, like between, like, my mom and, like, my aunts and stuff, they've always kind of been very cold with one another. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily shared too much, like, truthfully. With my mom, I was always able to talk with my mom honestly. And I've always had that backbone. Like, no matter how much, how bad I felt or just anything, my mom was always there for me. So I was always just able to talk to her, be like, you know, I feel bad or this is how I feel. So it really created this really good bond with my mom where it was just open. And I think somehow along the way when I was, I don't know, maybe 16 or something like that, we kind of lost touch a little bit. You know, she was stressed at work, just many things. And that's kind of where I feel like we kind of lost that. Or I lost that person where I could just be myself completely open with. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't up until I really met my mom last time that I was able to share my emotions more Truly now. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I think the most difficult part for me, one of the most difficult experiences that I've ever lived, was leaving home. Mm -hmm. Was that last hug I gave my mom. Mm -hmm. Just thinking about that memory breaks my heart. It really does. Because it's someone that I grew up with. I I love my mom. No matter what, I love her to death. And I miss her every single fucking day. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult sometimes to, even now that we're so far away, being able to express that to her because it's like a part of me is like hey I miss you I want you here but it also doesn't want to go there because it doesn't want to get hurt mm-hmm. so our conversations don't necessarily go fully into it because I know there's a part of me that is like kind of protecting itself mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know so I think it's important to to at least let it out sometimes and be like this is how I feel yeah so not suppress them because I think that's what happens causes the most problems yeah. and being able to deal with them Dealing with your emotions, it's probably the most difficult thing you'll do as a a person. Being able to control them and balance them. But Mm. it's important. If you really have a feeling that needs to be let out or you really want to talk about something, don't suppress it. Just speak about it. Mm. Because it it will make you grow. No matter what happens, it will make you grow. I think crying, letting your anger out, all these things, and being able to understand the humanity that you have, it's a, it's a fundamental process to, of self-development, of really trying to understand where you come from, where you want to go. So, yeah, that's just the way I view it.
1: There, there's something that I just um, realized while you were talking, and um, it's exactly this point, leaving home. I know that's a um, long time I don't know how long time ago, but... It used to be like this, that you actually didn't leave home unless you were getting married. Unless you were going into this new relationship, making a new family. And I think back then, people would not have this kind of problem. Because you would, from that family environment, go into a new environment, a new family, where you create this. And I think really where we have this problem now is that our society doesn't support this anymore of getting into a rela- into a stable relationship and into like looking towards creating a family because and th- that creates this vacuum in between like because probably most of us will one day have a family yeah. but we have this time in between where we discover the world where we um, find our job, do our apprenticeships and everything, which is good, which is nice. It still has a lot of deficits that we yes. don't emotional talk deficits. so much. Yeah, that's the thing. Deficits.
0: But that's, I think, back mm-hmm. to our old conversation, mm-hmm. that's where I think having those friendships of people where mm-hmm. you can trust, creating a familiar environment, creating like a new family, mm-hmm. really. Like it, you know, if you yeah. trust these people, if you know them for a while, At Mm -hmm. least have that. Share that love. Because I think it's sometimes so difficult to share love with your friends. Mm -hmm. Like, I love my friends. And sometimes I I, I see how I kind of stay away because I don't know how to express that love. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, because you don't feel so, in in a sense, secure about it. Because, I mean, your mom, I mean, you love your mom. You you know that you're going to go and hug her and then she's going to, you know, hug you back and she's going to love you back. With a friend, sometimes, like, giving that love, even though... You know, you might feel the same. It's very difficult to completely know. But I think if you step out, if you start showing that love, if you start showing those emotions and they feel it back, then slowly you start creating that kind of familiar environment. And you start creating the, the trust with one another and being like, this is how I feel. You're a little bit more open. So you don't have to feel less alone. You might not necessarily feel the same that you felt when you were in your family mm-hmm. because that's a very strong bond. Yeah. But you can at least feel safe, appreciate it, and then you can speak out how you feel. Mm-hmm. So, but it's important to take a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And that's the difficult part.
2: Yeah.
0: Because we also, I mean, if you left your home or if mm-hmm. you've had friends that have come and gone, mm-hmm. like I've traveled so many times in my life and I love so many friends. And I've created really deep friendships where I'm just with two or three people where I can be myself with, open with, consider them like a brother. Mm-hmm. And then you had to leave, right? Yeah. So then, finding another brother is difficult because you know that that brother yeah. you will have to essentially eventually leave as well because mm-hmm. you're going to go into a different path.
2: yeah
0: But there's two ways of seeing it as okay, I'm just going to close myself down and I'm not going to let love into my life, I'm not going to let people in my life until I find someone. Mm-hmm. It's a road that is very difficult and painful because throughout all the journey, you're going to be very lonely. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to open love love openly, be myself, create these great friendships and I'm gonna get, have brothers all over the place. I'm gonna take the leap of faith mm. might hurt when you leave them, but I think at least for me one of the most I guess like shocking or like one of the things that I love the most is that when you have a really co- close friend and you go away two years, three years, however long you go away mm. and you come back and you see them, it's like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. the connection is there no you can trust them they might have changed a little bit but you also learn how they change but the love is there you know Mm -hmm. so i think it's crucial for us to do that
1: yeah and i mean especially in this idea of having a family that you're yeah this is where the christian idea of seeing god as your father comes into because we I mean, we know that we have earthly parents, they're humans, they're fail, uh, they, they fail they fail in everything, but God is our heavenly Father, He is our perfect Father, who always listens to us, who loves us unconditionally, who will be always there for us, and who will also take care for us and the church is or the body of Christ is what we Christians see as our family, as our second family Christians are call themselves call each other brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in the bible we yeah we, we are to create this bondage yeah and what i find but then what i still find important is this this bondage is not just you know go and be open to everyone it is very important that you know these people that i open up to yeah They have the same value system as I. They have the same um, idea of what is love and to respect the emotions that I show towards them. A very sad thing, what I think, is that many churches don't have this sense of community and supportiveness Mm -hmm. to one another. But in the, the basic idea of a church and of the community of Christians is... To have this family environment, to yeah, I mean, be welcoming for everyone with all of their needs and everything. And, and this I, is what the church was promoting yeah, from this time.
0: And ideology, I mean, just says, like, love your neighbor like if it was your mm-hmm. brother, like your sister. Yet, yeah, many people in countries that are supposed to be Christians yeah. completely hate the immigrants and they hate all these things. So, ideology things are supposed to work, yeah. but practically, they don't work. So I think something that we have to get to is the the core. Why is this not working? Mm-hmm. What are we teaching wrong? Where we deviate somewhere. Along the teaching, some somehow mm-hmm. we deviate. We create some sense of falsehood or just something that we don't get the true message. The 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 real message of what it's supposed to be love. How we're supposed to commune one another. That is mm-hmm. what the Bible or any religion really Encompasses Mm -hmm. the realness. We lose that along along the path. Mm -hmm. Somehow we do something to fuck it up. Mm -hmm. So we have to get to the core, I think. And yeah, I mean, for me at least, I think that comes from at least first from within. Like, okay, I Mm -hmm. see these teachings. I understand this. Am I living by them? Am I truly respecting? Am I truly loving others just as I would like them to love me and respect me? Mm -hmm. If not. How can, I, how can I heal this? Because it's, it's an attitude. It's a personality that is coming from the inside out at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You might know the teachings. You might know this. If I follow this, your life will be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe if you follow the, the Bible or any teaching
2: mm-hmm.
0: step by step and you really live by it, your life will be great. Yeah. Because you will be surrounded by love. You will be surrounded by peace. Mm-hmm. It is that simple. Yeah, but it
1: is. It is. And really, the Bible is very extreme on it. It says whenever you don't love your neighbor, love is not in you. And God, you're obviously not following yep. God because God is love. God is compassion in itself. and In himself. And yes, a lot of people that consider themselves Christian and even I myself, see myself fail so often oh. exactly on that point. And... It, it, is a, it is a journey it is something yeah. that you grow in and what is very important is like as I also said last time it's very important with what you feed yourself because mm-hmm. whenever you feed yourself with like let's even say a teaching that is mostly good it will get you to a maybe better place maybe not but only if you have a really pure and good teaching, you will not get to a better place. And so this is why I think that it is so important to read the Bible regularly and to study really what the core is, because this means that you fill yourself, you inform, you you get your input set in the right way, and it's
0: it's all about. Mm-hmm like and i, I think with uh, even with Zen buddhism and i think i mm-hmm. mentioned this before it's it's about selecting a master it, it's important to select a master a guide mm. that's that's simple cuz the guide whoever may he may be jesus buddha whoever he may be as long as you truthfully believe him and you go completely with him and you don't you don't switch from back and forth into one of them you're going to reach them but you have to trust it completely
1: and also if this master really leads you or really it has to be a a good one too it can be a a scam yeah yeah but yeah yeah exactly but yeah so it is so to maybe sum it up the way towards like um it so it is a journey yeah. It is a something that you have to intentionally work on. Mm-hmm. It has also to do with what your environment is. Mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just having personal friends yeah. and friends that want the best for you yes and who you can truly trust, yes. These are what we would say essential yeah things. And I, I mean to? I
0: think as well for cells of self development, something that is mm-hmm. essential. Is to have trust in yourself. Love in yourself. Appreciation in yourself. All aspects of yourself. Because mm-hmm. if you don't love yourself, how are you supposed to love others? And I think that's, for me, at least, that's the most, that's the fundamental core when it comes to me. It's like, okay, do I love myself? Do I appreciate myself? Mm-hmm. If I do that, if I trust myself, if I believe myself, mm-hmm. if I'm in peace with myself, I know everything else will work out. Because I will be in peace with others. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will come from a place of love because all I feel for myself is love. So
1: I would actually. You don't have a, to agree with this. And no, I'm completely no, no. fine with it. Because really, I, I don't think that you can not love yourself. You oh, can.
0: No, come on, man. The inner critic is. is here's the thing about the mind mm-hmm. the inner critic is. He, it is pride, it, it, is, it, is, it is the ego. It, yeah. it is, it is and the that mind. Is yes.
1: Lo- and egoism is love for yourself. yes it is egoism is self-centeredness it is self-seeking this is the ego to let go of yourself to allow others to be more important than you this is when you love when you don't take yourself as the highest this is when you let go the ego the love of yourself This is when you center everything around you. This is loving yourself. Yeah, but... I mean... To accept that you are not... Like... That that you are someone who fails. Someone who is probably... Sometimes even not lovable. Yes. This is to... Um. Yeah. To to be able to love others and to appreciate others.
0: I guess, but like.
1: It is self sacrifice. It
0: is, but. I guess more than anything, it's it's like. What I mean to to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Is. Love yourself to a point where. You can be open to to being hurt, to being op to to just in kind of like in, in a sacrificing way mm-hmm. of because.
1: But this has nothing to do no, with yourself. No, no, no.
0: But the way I see, I don't see the self as the self. Mm-hmm. I see the self as everything. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult, but I still think that there are mm-hmm. there are parts of you like. You know the the mind it can be a horrible master. It can be a great servant.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, no matter what, it's still part of you that is seeking attention. Your inner child, whatever whatever it may yeah. be, yeah. that is still a fundamental part that needs to feel appreciated. So, mm-hmm. I think when you first are able to understand, like, okay, this might not be the primordial energy that I need to encompass myself completely in. The one that I need to give the most love. But I still need to appreciate it. Right? Just for what it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Then you can love others, I think.
1: And and this is what I would say is the sense of God loves you. God has created you. God has created you with a purpose. And so, and earlier you said, you know, all of those great masses, they looked in themselves to get to the higher point. And this is where I think where jesus differs from buddha and all of the eastern teachers because god jesus didn't look in himself jesus looked to god and god told him you are my beloved son today i have begotten you this is on in the baptism of jesus in all four gospels and from that jesus takes the energy and the the confidence to go out and to love others because he knows I don't have to take care of myself. I can... I can trust God. God loves me so much that he will take care of me. He will take care of my path. I can trust him. Mm-hmm. And this selflessness, I wouldn't say this is self-love. This is selflessness that enables him to go all the way and to say, I will die on the cross for those humans even though they hate me i mean the yeah. humans there like when jesus was on the cross and this is in luke i believe jesus says when he hangs on the cross god forgive them for they don't know what they're doing jesus himself he was so selfless so loving towards others that he could say no matter what they do to me i don't i don't matter so much hmm? i care more for them and this is the love that I, that I believe what Christians are supposed to show. We <laughs> seldomly ever show that kind of love. And I see that as really the biggest crit- criticism towards Christianity is that is Christians. Mm-hmm. Really, there's no... I would say, personally, I would take no argument as better than this one. Because really...
0: But I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, like the Buddha when he, for example, reached enlightenment, mm-hmm. it was also a, a complete let go. Just suffering of everything and a, a self love, a complete selflessness. So I, I agree with you mm-hmm. that we have to be selfless a hundred percent. But I think. I don't know. I think that the road to selfness, mm-hmm. selflessness first comes to like you get to a road where you realize there is so much love you can only give to yourself. Like love, if if, if you were to give yourself, if you would think of yourself like, okay, I, I need to love myself. 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 That's a question that allows you to be selfless because I think when it comes down to it, it's like, I need to love myself. and to love myself. Then you, you, you go into the thought a little bit more. Why do I need to love myself? Why do I not think that I am loved? Who says that I am not loved if not myself? Mm-hmm. If people love me, if God loves me, the universe loves me, then what's stopping me from loving me, if not only me? So it's a thought that goes and goes and goes. And then I think you come to a realization where it's like, wait, I'm seeking something. That I already am. Mm-hmm. I'm seeking something that is already given to me. Exactly. But I don't think without that seeking and without wanting to at least love and appreciate yourself, you can get to that point. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, might be the, it's kind of like the, the doorstep. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you're trying to go in. It's not, it's not allowing you to keep going. It's not allowing you to express that energy of love and feel it more because it's like, you're going the wrong way. Yeah. But you've reached the peak of the wrong way. Yeah. So now you're able to see another way. And
1: and there there is my question. Why do we tell people you have to love yourself more? Why don't we tell them God loves you? You can only accept You're it. loved. Yeah, you are loved. You think well, I mean, it, if we say but you I... are loved, it's, it gets a little bit fuzzy with okay. Yeah, and? but i mean you you have to add to yeah. it what or who is it that loves you i mean when if love is not something between one and oneself love is a relationship
2: yeah.
1: so if if you see yourself as a collective i guess you can say that you love yourself if in my perspective, there is God and there is us as individuals. Then there is a relationship as well. God loves us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And really, love as the basis for everything, I think it's also one of the most important things for self-development. Yes. yes. So You have
0: to come from a place of love. Mm-hmm. If you, whether you're reaching... You're looking for self-love, love from the outside, or just to give love. I think that's a, a big foundation. because uh, I think any successful person, they didn't get to where they are just because they wanted to be happy. They wanted to be loved. No, they wanted to share something with the world. And then it's that sharing, that dedication of, okay, I believe this is going to help people that push them forward. Because I think individually, you can only go so far if you're doing something for yourself. But if you're doing something for, for example, make your family live a better life. These motivations of love, not for myself, not for my own benefit, but for the benefit of others. That's the fuel that truly drives someone to actually accomplish something meaningful in life. You can only get so certain if it's only for yourself. It's like, if I'm only doing this for me, do I really love myself enough to do that? You have to have that motivation of, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. Not for me, for that person. Mm-hmm. for My mom... Because she sacrificed a lot for me. Or for my friends because they're feeling down. And I can show them what it's capable of doing. So It's the love that you actually have for others that is going to push you. Mm. I'm going to put my, uh, my, myself outside the box, for example, right now. And speak and just say all these things. And maybe I'm wrong. And maybe in five years... If I go meditate and I listen to this talk, I'm going to be completely wrong and be like, wow, you were so ignorant. You were talking about such mm-hmm. such an egotistic mind. And I'm mm-hmm. completely fine. But I'm still trying to pursue that. Yes. And deep inside, I'm not doing this for me. Sometimes I might get confused along the way. Mm-hmm. But I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this to share something, mm-hmm. the world, and discover that mm-hmm. along the way. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I... I, I didn't intend to say that you're a no, egotistic no, no, no. person because I really see you're an amazing person. You're someone who is really pursuing the benefit of others. Yeah. I just think that the terms how you use it, yeah. I do not really like. May, maybe it opened your your mind to a different way of uh, articulating this yeah. as well. Because really, like pr- promoting self love. Is something that I, I really find, um, yeah, c- counterproductive. Yeah. And really, to tell people that they don't love themselves, I'm not saying they don't they don't love themselves. And yeah.
0: okay, may, maybe when I say mm-hmm. love yourself, I might mean more like the or from my point of view, it's those parts of you like your anger, your emotions have that mm-hmm. compassion. even even like your own inner critic like those parts that are like i should have done this i shouldn't have done that and maybe over things gets confused like okay love that love your mistakes love your failures love what you do because at the end of the day if you keep focusing on the bad and you don't believe that you're capable of doing anything good it's going to be very difficult to accomplish something yes. but once you gain maybe a better understanding of like, okay i might be confident i believe in myself i have that okay and I then i can love because it. it's like okay it's love. Why, why not? So I still think it's necessary for you to get to at least a point mm. where it might not necessarily be love, but just complete acceptance of yourself, of your parts, of, mm. of, of forgiving yourself. Because I think forgiveness, compassion, these are powerful tools that we have. And, and I was reading uh, or I was looking at this uh, Tao... I don't know what his name is, but he's been practicing Taoism for like 30 years and teaching people. One of these meditation techniques is appreciating his body. So, But not from like a superficial standpoint of view, just like a heart. Feel, uh, gathering those, those feelings of emotions, that energy of, of love, of, of compassion that comes from within. It's like, okay, now I feel love for my body. Now I'm safe. I'm in peace. I'm in sync. Okay, that energy is going to attract energy from the outside and you're going to put yourself into that frequency so it's kind of like a love that comes from inside Mm. like you still have to channel it somehow you know you have to be able to amend yourself into that frequency and be like okay i am capable of i am i am appreciated but you have to in sense, tell yourself that and embody those energies Mm. and then they're going to be reflected i'm not saying that love should just be all for you because that's not love love is love for everyone love is Love is something that doesn't want to take, nor it's just something that gives. Yeah. That's love. Mm-hmm. But you have to embody that. Like, I'm going to give myself the the chance of fail. I'm going to give myself the chance of being vulnerable. I'm going to give my chance of love others, no matter what happens. I'm going to take the leap of faith. Mm-hmm. But it's important to have that confidence and build those that inner courage within yourself as well. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have that, it's very difficult. So
1: yeah. yeah. So and I think we can leave it at this point yes. for today. <laughs> thank you everyone that listened all this way. <laughs> yeah, it's quite long today, but <laughs> so, yes, yes. Um thank you very much. Yeah. We yeah. Hope you enjoyed this conversation today. We are looking forward to getting feedback, to getting questions yeah. that you have. And um I think we next
0: week we should try to bring someone in oh
1: yeah yeah Yeah. we would yeah if anyone lives close to here would like to come join us we yeah we'll want to offer this opportunity to also hear your voice once and to share your opinion with us Mm -hmm. and yeah thank you so much again and see you you next week